Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise complicated lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Well, we are back into the Book of Mormon this week. Last week, actually, I'm a little behind. I need to catch up. But we're starting into the Book of Mosiah. We jumped through several centuries very quickly during the last mini-books and are now around the year 130 B.C., spitting distance to the time that Jesus will be born in the old world. Things are going to start getting exciting now. So in the first few chapters of Mosiah, these are among the best in the Book of Mormon, at least I think so. So there are a lot of things that we could talk about here, but I want to focus on just a few thoughts I've had this week as I've reread these chapters. The premise of these first chapters is that King Benjamin, whom we haven't really even gotten to know very well, except to hear Mormon's description a few pages earlier that Benjamin was, quote, a holy man, and he did reign over his people in righteousness. But Benjamin here is getting old, about to die, and so he calls for a general conference of his people, where he might gather them all together and speak to them about the things that are most important to him. Before this conference starts, though, he's talking to his children, explaining the importance of the records, or scriptures, that they have been protecting and continuing to write since Lehi left Jerusalem. Quote, And now, my sons, I would that ye should remember to search them diligently, that ye may profit thereby. And I would that ye should keep the commandments of God, that ye may prosper in the land according to the promises which the Lord made unto our fathers. End quote. This to me is one of the most clear-cut explanations of why studying the scriptures and being obedient are important. We profit by searching the scriptures because they show us how to be more like Christ and what God's will is for us. And, and as we strive to be more like Christ and follow God's will for us, we prosper in the land. Now, I work with the young men in my church, and it's always difficult trying to teach about obedience. It seems like there are always a lot of eye rolls when the topic comes up. So what's the connection between obedience and prosperity? Benjamin tries to explain here, sort of, quote, And behold, all that he requires of you is to keep his commandments. And he has promised you that if you would keep his commandments, ye should prosper in the land. And he never doth vary from that which he hath said. Therefore, if ye do keep his commandments, he doth bless you and prosper you, end quote. I've always struggled a bit with this quid pro quo idea that if, we, that if we keep God's commandments, then he will bless us and prosper us, as if it's some kind of deal that we've struck between us and God. I don't think that's what Benjamin is trying to teach here. A few verses earlier, he explains, quote, I say unto you, my brethren, that if you should render all the thanks and praise which your whole soul has power to possess to that God who has created you, and has kept and preserved you, and has caused that ye should rejoice, and has granted that ye should live in peace one with another. I say unto you that if ye should serve him who has created you from the beginning, and is preserving you from day to day, by lending you breath, that ye may live and move and do according to your own will, and even supporting you from one moment to another, I say, if ye should serve him with all your souls, yet ye would be unprofitable servants." We've already been blessed by Heavenly Father. He's already prospered us. He's already given us life, agency, and everything we have. We shouldn't use that agency to follow Christ because we want more blessings or prosperity, but because we've already received so much from Heavenly Father, 
and we want to show our love and gratitude. So then, how is obedience linked to future prosperity? Well, this to me is the coolest part of the gospel. Becoming more like Christ and doing the things that Heavenly Father would have us do are not busy work, right? These are the principles that enable us to be more successful in our lives. Kindness, diligence, patience, charity, treating our fellow men and women with respect and love. These are the skills and attributes that allow us to prosper at home and at work and continue to build the kingdom of God within the church. In my role as a healthcare executive, I have about 150 people that report up to me either directly or indirectly. I study a lot of leadership articles, podcasts, books, so that I can be a more effective leader. What's interesting, though, is all the best leadership material out there is just teaching you to become more Christ-like, albeit in a slightly more secular fashion. Building relationships, caring about those you work with, transparency, communication, focusing on specific goals, problem solving, innovation. These are the same things that Christ and the prophets teach us. And so when we read about God blessing us for being obedient, I don't see this as God waving his magic wand and immediately changing the trajectory of our lives. But rather, he's already created a system for us in the world whereby if we keep his commandments, we continue to be blessed and prosper because being Christ-like fosters prosperity organically. If you think back to the classic scripture on obedience and prosperity in 2 Nephi, Lehi taught his sons the same thing. Quote, And the Lord hath said that, Inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper in the land. But inasmuch as ye will not keep my commandments, ye shall be cut off from my presence. End quote. Look at the consequence of not keeping the commandments. It doesn't say that Heavenly Father will cut off our prosperity. It just says we'll be cut off from God's presence. That's an even worse consequence. Many people are prosperous in this world without having God as a part of their lives. But if you're cut off from his presence, it's just a lot harder. You're on your own. And while you may see success and prosperity, it's also much easier to stumble, to fail, to become lost, to lose that which you have. The lesson that I walk away with from studying the concept of obedience is that if we are trying to be like Christ, if we are trying to keep the commandments of God, then we can't fail. The system isn't set up to allow us to fail. While we may go through periods of worldly struggle, no one can take away our relationship with God and we'll be building in ourselves the foundation for future success. To circle back to Benjamin's first counsel to his sons in this episode, this is why we should, quote, remember to search the scriptures diligently, that we may profit thereby. They are our leadership manuals. They show us how to be successful in the world. They teach us how to develop the divine skills and attributes that Heavenly Father has given us to enable our success. We often talk about the world with a negative connotation all the bad things happening out there, the corruption that can enter our lives if we're not careful, how we need to live in the world, but not of the world. But remember that it was Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ that created the world, that created life, and gave us the agency and knowledge to develop the world. And they created a system whereby if we strive to become like Christ and accept his invitation to follow him today and each day, we will win. We will be happy, and we'll unlock the blessings for ourselves and our families that Heavenly Father built into the very foundation of the world. Thank you for listening today, and I'll see you next time.